places. Everyone. We're now broadcasting. Roll the tape in. Three, two. A new audio drama. Appaloosa Radio is where stories come alive. Radio offers on the Express Bus 73A a multi episode original story. Many contemporary high tech employees ride Express commuter buses daily to and from their work. Mr. Larry J. Connors is just one of the many. Larry is a numbers guy, a veritable filing cabinet for numbers whose speciality is making fiscal projections, doing benefit analysis, and generating cost-to-price determinations. Unfortunately, Larry is also a quasi-social isolate who stares at his own shoes to avoid eye contact with others. As our story begins, Larry's personal life has been reduced to doing his laundry, playing with his dog, and watching old, classic movies on television. One morning, when he boards his usual commuter bus, everything changes. He is no longer who he is. He is now living another's life and he is a stranger in his own body. Chapter 8 Gifts to make my selection come down. I am hammering on its side to make my selection come down. I get very dizzy, so I move over to one of the sofas and sprawl out on it. I look at my hand. It is holding a sweet roll sealed in a plastic bag. That is strange, 
I know to myself, because I don't usually eat sweets. That is when I realized that I am again Larry J. Connors. That is when I realized that I am again Larry J. Connors. That is when I realized that I am again Larry J. Connors. That is when I realized that I am again Larry J. Connors. Not Major Tim Augustine. I am wearing Larry's clothes. Larry's computer glasses are on my forest as I have Larry's wallet and cell phone are in my pocket shatters my stupor. Just as I adjust to being me again, Doreen's voice shatters my stupor. So, this is where you are. I thought that I had better find you before John did. First, of all, nice song. I never knew you had that kind of talent. Almost sounded like you were from Texas. That little yodel near the end was a nice touch. But, look at what's in your hand. Nobody eats those supposed sweet rolls. That's pure poison. They must have been baked by Julius Caesar, or some other really ancient dude. Here, take one of my rice cakes. They're organic. Got them at the farmer's market, just yesterday. Doreen, what is going on? I just don't understand anything. Yeah, it was pretty weird. John stopped by your pod and asked you to redo your most recent analysis, but this time to include an inflationary factor. That's what I heard. Just the routine stuff he always does. You know. Hurry up. Get me yet another analysis. Got to get it upstairs ASAP. I remember that. Pretty routine kind of stuff. Then, you pushed in your chair. Stood straight and tall, and announced to everybody. Here's a good one for a Friday afternoon. I think you'll enjoy it. Then you started singing. Lately I've noticed a difference. And that's why we're singing this song, this song. On Monday we have bread and gravy. On Tuesday it's gravy and bread. Really good voice. Pretty funny. I don't remember that part. What have you been smoking, bro? Nothing. I don't do drugs. Well, maybe you should. Just a joke. Just a joke. Not to be taken seriously. Anyway, John has been by several times since looking for you. Said that you had missed a couple of deadlines for your reports. I told him that you never missed your deadlines. You are Mr. Punctuality. You are Mr. Punctuality. You are Mr. Punctuality. That's not true. I am current on all of my deadlines. Everything is in his inbox waiting for his review. I suggested that maybe you went homesick. You do not look good. Maybe there's nothing wrong with your body, but your head is not right. Clearly messed up. 
Look it is Friday. Go home. I'll call you tonight. I'll tell John that you had gone home sick, but I forgot to give him the message. He'll believe that. Okay. I'll go home early. I just don't know what's going on. By the way, have you heard this one? Just came to my mind. Great to relieve stress. I've never seen you do that. Pretty good beat, but genuinely weird. But genuinely weird, but genuinely weird, but genuinely weird. I'll call you tonight. So this is where you are. And look at what's in your hand. Nobody eats those sweet rolls. That's pure poison. They must have been baked by Julius Caesar or some other really ancient dude. Really ancient dude. She grabs the plastic bag and throws it into the trash. Instead, she offers something from her own lunch. Here, take one of my sweet cakes. They're organic. Got them at the farmer's market. Armed with her organic rice cake, I attempt to explain about my transformation from me, Larry J. Connors, to this Major Tim Augustine who is being sent away, against his will on a secret and dangerous assignment. However, Doreen is Doreen. She looks at me with disdain. What have you been smoking, bro? John's been by several times looking for you. Said that you missed a couple deadlines for your report. I told him you never miss your deadlines. You are Mr. Punctuality. You don't look good. Maybe there's nothing wrong with your body, but your head is not right. Clearly messed up. Look, it's Friday. Go home. I'll call you tonight. Still, later that night on the phone, 
Dorian proved to be a very considerate and thoughtful listener. Good night, and please take care of yourself. I was back as me, the original me, the one I knew best. Yet, it did not feel like me. I still knew where things were in my apartment, but when I looked at my pants, shirts, and socks, I felt they were not mine. I heard myself thinking, I would never dress like that. Yet, that is how the me, the old, original me, always dressed. It was Larry's uniform, as Doreen would snidely say. Worst of all, my dog, Corky, did not like me. We always spent our Saturdays together, watching classic movies, and doing my laundry. He liked to snuggle, and cuddle on my lap. Now, he won't eat or leave his kennel. I am this stranger in my own body, and Corky knows it. I thought, maybe, I was still Major Tim Augustine. How to test it? I searched for some possible strategies. Finally, I decided that I should try to use secret information, information that only Tim Augustine would know. I tried to call Catherine. But, as I tried to dial the number, a number that I, or at least Tim, had dialed hundreds of times before, I could not remember it. I tried it dozens of times, using different combinations of numbers. You're just nervous, I said to myself. Try to picture her face in your mind, and it will occur automatically. I tried to picture her face. Nothing emerged. Was she blonde? A brunette? Were her eyes blue? Dark? Was she tall? Short? She had earned her master's degree from a respected university, I remembered that. But which one? Harvard? Yale? Stanford? It took me a while, but I finally decided that I must not be Major Tim. He would have known those things, they would have been a part of him. No, I was Larry. I just did not feel like Larry. No, 
I was Larry. I was Larry, but I just did not feel like Larry. Doreen had said that I stood by my desk and sang a song to the entire 17th floor. Larry would never do that. Then, I was playing the vending machines like they were jungle drums. Come on. Larry couldn't keep a beat if it killed him. Must be Larry. Just did not feel like Larry. Just did not feel like Larry. It was Saturday. I always washed and ironed my clothes on Saturday. Yet, I had no desire to wash clothes. I heard myself saying, on a beautiful day like this, who the hell wants to do laundry? Send it out. There's a fluff and fold just down the street. So what, if it costs a buck or two? No point wasting your time. Larry would never have talked to me like that. No wonder Corky doesn't like me. Sunday proved an even stranger day for Larry. I know I am calling myself by my own name. It's all part of this strangeness. Athletic is never a word anyone ever used to describe Larry Connors. He was the uncoordinated, nerd, who was always picked last, whenever they were choosing teams. His only minor claim to athletic success was in a college tennis class. They paired up the best female player, with the worst male. I was paired up with Joanna Calico. Joanna was a former high school all-star whose tennis career was on hold as she rehabbed her injured knee. She enrolled in the class to help get back into her game. Look, she told me in our first match. All I want you to do is stand at the net and duck. I'll do the rest. That's what we did. I would quickly double fault my serves, but otherwise, we never lost a single game. Joanna Kaliko worked her way back to her top form, and we were given a small trophy for finishing first. I didn't keep the trophy. I didn't deserve it. Larry never attempted basketball. He did not even watch the game. Still, on Sunday, I felt this strange urge to do something athletic, to stretch the old muscles out, and I could not get basketball off my mind. I knew there was a pickup game down the block that was open to all comers. I felt it drawing me, pulling me. Larry put on his one pair of athletic shoes, the ones he had bought during the clearance sale, and went down to join the game. Got it. Oh, whoa! My guy, yeah! Oh, good one. Oh, oh, almost.
Rebound. I got you. When Doreen called that night to check up on him, he told her about playing in the game. He was quick, stealing passes, grabbing rebounds, and making long fall-away jumpers. He spontaneously really rotated to guarding the best opposing player, harassing him, blocking shots, and preventing his cuts to the basket. He played hard, but he barely seemed to sweat or to be out of breath. Finally, one of the other players said it was time for him to go home. I looked at my watch, I had been playing an intense game of basketball for an hour and a half. Remember, this is Larry who always takes the elevator, never uses the stairs. As the game was breaking up, one of the other players gave Larry a manly hug. You're good, man. Come back next Sunday, and we'll see if you still have it. Doreen listened empathetically. Oh, so now you become this super athletic dude? She said it as a matter of fact, not a hint of her usual sardonic tone. By the way, I looked up the LinkedIn profile posting for your major, Tim Augustine. Seems like he led the West Point team in the NCAA tournament, and they made it all the way to the third round before losing to Duke. Sounds like a super athletic stud. I'm used over her information. Must have been a pretty good athlete. Yeah, he must have been. Must still be. Doreen said thoughtfully, and then paused, before giving her conclusion. I think he gave you a present, a special gift, a very special gift. Palooza Springs Audio Theatre is a creative collaboration whose purpose is to write, produce, and share original story content through webcast radio experiences.